doing this. Let's go. It's the comedy boomcast, the comedy whatcast, the comedy who, the comedy podcast. Now here's your host, James Hammond. Woo woo. Oh my God! Yes, the crowd was wild. The squirrels, they're chirping. The birds, they're tweeting. The horses, they're neighing. Ah, the bugs, they're crawling. It's crazy. It's it's the comedy podcast. I'm your host, James Hammond. I'm recording this uh, currently live from a, a yurt. Uh, I am alive, and I'm inside a year recording this. And I don't know why. I don't know why I haven't been recording here this whole fucking time. I've been doing this podcast from random spots on this property I live. So sometimes we'll be in a car, a little shed, an outline building. But this yurt has a wood stove in it, an actual wood stove. You know what I mean? So I feel like a pimp, not like a low grade, like messy pimp, but like an up class, you know, retired pimp. He's like, you know, I've put in my work, and now I got a wood stove. You know, just. Uh, it's be- and wood stoves are funny, right? Because technically, like, what's up with having fire inside of our house? You know, we're obsessed with that. Humans, we've gone, we've gone too far on the pecking order. We need a, n- a new animal or a species to put us back in place and be like, hey, we're gonna eat you now. You guys gotta stop being so fucked up. Because we have fire. Fire is one of the things that that kills human beings, right? You know, we're pretty resilient, but you know, water, fire, those two things they they give us life, but they also fucking kill us, right? And we bring fire into the middle of our house, you know. That's like a diabetic bringing like a, a chocolate bar or like a bunch of two liter bottles of Coca-Cola, not the diet shit, into the middle of their house and just putting it there. Like that that could kill me, but I'm going to sit there and look at it, you know? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it just seems wild to me. That's like a comedian, like bringing a really shitty audience into the middle of their house and just putting it here, being like, all right, I'm just going to put a, a really crappy audience in the middle of my house and just sit there because it's it could kill me, really. It really could just destroy me, you know? Fucking... A runner just puts like a diagram of shin splints in the middle of his room. He's like, no, stop putting the thing. I don't know. Fire's great, though. I love fire. It's nice to be here. That's just getting the old joke juices warming up. You see what I'm doing there? I'm joking about fire. Having fun. Having a blast. Let's get this thing going. Uh, as always, this show is brought to you by copious amounts of marijuana. Because weed's great. It's good for you. And uh, this stuff is from uh, Stay Lifted, a great website you should check out. Amazing weed. This is organic hash plant. So let's indulge a little. Woo-wee, woo-wee, whoa. Whoa. That's tasty and zesty. Tangy as well. Tang zesty. All right, let's get a pad out. Comedy pad, not a a tampon. That's funny. I was talking to a a guy I know who was raised in Scarborough, my buddy Joe, and he was explaining slang to me. (coughs) I know a bit of slang myself. (coughs) I'm I'm hip with it, you know what I mean? I got a bit of slang ski. But, uh, oh, there we go. Mike's good now. He was telling me, that blood clot, you know, Jamaicans say blood clot, blood clot. It, it's just, um, it's slang for a tampon, right? Like a blood cloth. So clot this whole time was cloth. I'm, I had no idea what it was. I thought it was like, you're a blood clot, man. Like you're a clot in someone's blood. Like you're shitty. Like, you know, when you get a clot in your blood, you die. And that's a bad thing. So I assumed it was that, yo, you're a blood clot, man. You know, like dog, dog tingy blood clot thing. And I, but no, you're a tampon. That's way worse, you know? Would you rather be a thing that gets in someone's heart and kills them, or would you rather be a thing that woman on their period jam up their vagina? I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a tough call in this world. You never know what you want to be. A blood cloth or an actual cloth for blood. All right, um, let's get to the pads here. First joke. I got a drinking problem. So this had to be written a long time ago. Uh, back in, let's see, 2000. 
2013. Well, I got a drinking problem. Well, actually, a problem with the things I do when I'm drunk. You know, I don't get angry or beat woman. I usually just steal beef jerky and uh, bang girls in alleyways. That was my vice, you know, um, because uh, the, the beef jerky is explainable. It's delicious. But um, having sex in alleyways, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? You know, because I, I had a house. I had a home. I'm sure this girl had a home as well, too. But I was raised in a religious household, right? I was told not to have sex before marriage or I'll roast in the eternal pits of hell. Uh, not, like, so viciously, but just, you know, don't have sex before marriage. So I, in my head, I was always trying to, like, hide it from God, right? Like, as a young kid, I'd be, like, you know, fucking underneath the blankets yanking. Like, all right, God can't see this. You know, I'll get one in quick. You know, so, like, I feel like if I don't, didn't bring girls back to my house, you know, I could just, like, hook up an alley. And then I could also, like, run back downtown and get a couple more drinks in with my friends because I really... Like hanging out with my buddies, you know? So sometimes going to your house, and you know, when you go to have sex with a girl uh, for a one night stand or a guy or whatever you're into, elephants, you know, I don't know. But it's, you, you know, that it's not gonna be like a long lasting thing. You don't go into this like, yeah, we're gonna hang out and go for French toast in the morning, right? It's just gonna be a bang, right? That's all you're doing. You're banging. You wanna get that carnal urge. So why waste the whole evening? Why go to my house or your house? You know, let's just freaking go to an alleyway. There's a grease trap right there. You know, put a tarp against it or a, a jacket, you know, and um, I'm not an animal. You got to put a jacket down or some kind of covering, like a, a made. Not, I don't bring tarps in me up, you know, something that acts as a tarp. And uh, you don't have that. It's just, it's, it saves a lot of time, a lot of cab money, a lot of unnecessary movement around a city that you don't need to move around. You know, that's, uh, that's just my tip to you uh, for one night stands, right? But yeah, it's, it's I don't, I'm not like that anymore. I'm, I'm a completely reformed degenerate, like 98% reformed you know i don't do any of these degenerate things i got a kid i got a wife but i look back and i go oh, that was crazy what the hell was i thinking like an alleyway why the fuck what did I do? people's walking by like oh yeah that guy's having sex in an alleyway or that girl and the girl pretty much dragged me in like i've i've always just kind of it's like sex for me has been supply and demand like a girl wants something and you you, you present it to him you're like all right sure here you go it's yours you got it anything you want i'll do it for you because i like sex and i i uh want my my uh, penis to be in a warm area not just my hand, you know? Man, sometimes... All right, I don't know. That's not really going anywhere. Eh? Uh, drunken sex versus sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, if you masturbate when you're drunk, is that like sexual assault on yourself? <laughs> you know, you're, one of your split personalities calls the cops. Like, James, he, he was touching me when he was drunk. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I've, I've woken up after one night stands with little to no recollection of what's happened, right? And my, my reaction has never been... Ah! been assaulted you know it's been like nice way to go james wow your blackout drunk state is smooth right i remember once uh, i woke up with this girl and she you know looked over me i looked over and and she's like did we have sex last night i'm like uh and we did have sex i remember fumbling with the condom that she had she brought the condom she gave it to me she's like here you have to use a condom I'm like all right yeah and i'm like uh wow i'm glad to know that i was that uh that memorable I'm glad that my uh, penis had that long lasting of an impression on you. And she started laughing. Like, oh my God, I guess we did. Uh, yeah, right. So, but that spot right there, you know, if you answer that question incorrectly, like, oh yeah, we did, but, uh, you know, it's like all of a sudden you're in jail. You're, uh, you're being questioned by police officers. And that's what sex is. I'm glad I'm in like a long-term relationship with a woman I love, monogamous, you know, just, uh, you know, one vagina for the rest of my life. It's, uh, it's not depressing at all, you know, and, um, it's going to be great. You know, I love it. And it's a person. There's a person attached to the vagina and I love the person. And it's amazing, but, uh, yes, just that kind of shit, it really wears on you. You know, you go, what the fuck? I don't want to just have one night stands for the rest of my life. So here's a little thing for people out there. If they're looking for the one, uh, the woman they love or the, the guy they love or the person they want to be with for the rest of their life, 
you know, uh, just chill. Focus on yourself. Like, I, I was just, when I found um, my wife, I didn't find her. Like, walked through the woods. There she is. I got her. You know, like, X marks the spot. Um, but, you know, I was really just focusing on comedy and doing the best that I could do at what I was doing. And then when you're focused on that, you're going to put out a lot of good vibes. So that's just a little bit of sage advice and wisdom to uh, to people out there. And you're going to bring in good vibes, right? If you're putting out good vibes and you're focused on yourself, you're going to find someone who's focusing on themselves and putting off good vibes as well, right? It's just, I feel like. But if you're constantly just like, I got to get laid, got to get laid, got to lay, I got to, I need a partner, I need a partner. It's not, you're going to get someone who's just stressed out, a stress case. You don't want to, or someone who's just like, not good. You know what I mean? This is pretty much Dr. Phil, right? Except he's got a better vocabulary. Now, the thing is, when you're in a relationship, it's a very difficult thing to, to manage. Now, and managing a difficult uh, relationship can be tricky. Like, Dr. Phil, you're just saying the same thing. He could literally go on for an hour, Dr. Phil, saying the same thing, just in different words, over and over and over again. Fuck, that guy's a genius, eh? Not even a doctor, but people respect him like a doctor. You know, I'm a comedian and I don't even get respected as a comedian, right? People are like, who's this guy? I'm like, ah, I make jokes. I, I do fun stuff, right? You know, uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Oh, that's a funny drunk story. I remember once I got so drunk that I was walking home. And that's it. I was just walking home. No, I got to that point where I had a drink. I'm like, oh, I'm going to freaking pass out. So I start, I'm in Guelph, Ontario, and I'm where most of my degenerate nights happen. And I'm walking home and I hit, it hits me. I go, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to my house. So I start like, you know, looking around, looking around, boom. And I see a car and I just on the side of the road and I'm like, I'm going to sleep there. And I just go, I open it up. It's open. There's a pile of clothes in the back. I'm like, awesome. And I just, boom, pass out. Now I, I sleep. I don't know how long I wake up though to the sound of a door slamming. I, I, I wake up and I see the door in front of the house that the car's parked in front of is uh, opening and, or has been closed. And there's a guy walking down the steps. I'm like, oh shit. So I just instantly like, open the door really quietly, slide out. I'm like, oh my God, close it again. I'm like, yes. I start like walking down the street. Guy doesn't see me. I'm like, perfect. I got the smokes, got my lighter, got my wallet. No, I don't have my wallet. I'm like, fuck. So I, I kind of meander backwards by the car. I look in and I see my wallet. I'm like, ah, shit. I'm like, uh, I'm like, excuse me, sir. The guy's like, yeah, he's a little weirded out because it's like 6.30 in the morning or something. He's like, uh, he's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I actually think my wallet is in the back of your car. He's like, no, 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 that's impossible. It can't be. I'm like, no, look, it's right there. And he's like, what the fuck is your wallet doing in my car? Like, how, how did that get in there? I'm like, uh, I have no idea. I just kind of, I know, I, I uh, uh, you know, I just really stammered for a while. So I'm like, look, um, to be, here's the truth. I, I was walking home. I was really drunk. I didn't think I was going to make it home. And I went in the back of your car and he just got, looked really pissed off. So I knew I had to add something. I'm like, yeah, I was going to drive home and I didn't want to drive drunk. And then he was like, all right, you know, I guess that's good. You know, so he it's like, literally this guy was, looked like he was going to kill me. But then I said, I, I didn't drive drunk. And he was like, ah, all right, that's good. You know, so he felt like he was a hero now. Like he helped me out. So um, anyway, I, uh, I got the wallet. He I walked off, never saw the guy again. But that was it. That's insane. Just leaving your wallet in the back of people's fucking cars. Like what the hell? <laughs> thank god thank god I, I i caught that because you need your wallet you know i've lost this thing so many times in my life i need like a kangaroo pouch in my stomach or just i need like a hernia scar that i can just like jam my wallet into Be like i'm not going anywhere buddy i know getting drunk is crazy i don't really drink too much i'm happy about that because i'm a great drunk for like 75% of the time. And then I just get the eye. You know the eye? It's when you're like, oh, hey, but it's, uh, you got smoke? 
Gotta smell. Who's got smell? You stay asking people for cigarettes because you smoked all your cigarettes. Who's got to smoke? Anyone got to smoke? Hey, man, I just want to smoke. Who's got to smoke? It's just that becomes like your brain forgets everything except smokes. It seems. So I've been told when you're blackout drunk, you just walk around asking for cigarettes and, you know, breaking shit, falling into stuff. You're just like. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Yeah, it's really just pisses other people off. Like blackout, our, I, I find every time I've been blackout drunk or drunk to the point where I can't know, like I don't remember what I'm doing. I've always made it home. And brain always or the drunk tank, right? The drunk tank or home. So one or the other. Pretty much the drunk tank was my home. Uh, but no, I would just because you go into safety mode. Your brain goes, I gotta get to a safe place. I need a safe space. Safe space. Safe space. I need a safe space. And so it just brings you into your bed. You're like ah, right. You'll get there. Just trust your, trust your brain. Trust your brain. Trust your brain. Don't forget to trust your brain. It's a little advice for you, too. All right, let's go through this pad. See if there's anything else here. Uh, all right, so, yeah. this Okay, this is interesting. I was in Toronto, and I saw this dude. I assumed he was pretty flamboyant looking. He had, like, a big uh, frilly scarf on and, uh, like, pink shorts and probably like a prostitute. It was around church in Wellesley. I'm not sure. I, I whatever. I was assuming he was gay, but anyway, this gay, this dude flags a cab, and the cab just goes right by him, zooms right by him, and this guy's like, "Did you see that? Did you see that?" He looks at me. I'm like, "That guy didn't pick me up because I'm gay, right?" He was all pissed because I'm gay. And I'm like, "No, I think it was because he already had a customer in the back seat, right?" You know, and uh, <laughs> that'd be funny if the cabbie just pulled up like, hey, oh, hey, buddy. Like, all right, guys, get out. They're like, what? It's like, oh, this guy flagged me. I need to get him. It's like, what? What? Yeah, get out of the cab. I'm, I'm throwing you out, you know? Actually, he was being a good cabbie by not picking you up. Because if he just threw the customers he had out to pick you up, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty horrible. And I like to think I know a little bit about being a cab driver. My dad is a cabbie. So, you know, that makes me an expert by default. I know pretty much everything there is to know about being a cab driver. Um I don't know. Plus, I don't think a cab driver can just tell if someone's gay when they're driving by. Do they, do, are, do they have gaydar? Is that in there? They have, like, the fare machine and then, like, you know, the nuke button, the gaydar machinery, and then something else. Like, no, this person was, like, the cabbie just drove by you, right? That happens. You know how many times I've been driven by by a cab? Thousands of times. Thousands of times. It's fun. So, you know what you do? Next time you see a cab, you just walk up to him and you go, hey, excuse me. And he goes, yeah. You go, uh, do you know what the phone number for Uber is? And then just, like, fucking run off. Because just get back at him, you know? Cabbies. In Toronto, at least, deserve that. Maybe don't do it to my dad if you see him. He's in Guelph, driving a cab. What up? Shoutouts to Neil. <laughs> it's my pops. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know. I feel it's uh, this book is pretty old. There's got to be something there. Who knows? I thought that was kind of funny. I thought that was funny. Oh, that was great. My God. Uh, so I was watching Family Feud, and this guy was Steve Harvey said, uh, "Name something you would be surprised to find out your next door neighbor used to be," and this guy from the one of the families just yells out, "A pedophile!" And the crowd clapped. They all were like, "Yeah!" Like because they're just calling response. Like they have to clap. But <laughs> that was that's not even a joke. That's just something funny I wrote. Like I saw, oh man, Family Feud. I, I really think a better TV show than the Family Feud, which is a great show. I love that shit when I had TV. Would be uh, the car ride home for the losing family. Like the family that loses, they just videotape them afterwards as they drive home. Oh, I got the helicopters coming in. They heard about the podcast. 
Yeah, it'd be funny to be like, so Don? Really? Really? Pedophile. Something your neighbor used to be. Used to be, hey, look, guys, it's a fun game. We went out. We had a good time. You know, we all got together as a family. We got free hotel. We got a free trip. You cost us thousands of dollars, Don. Yeah, but it was it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's not fun when you lose, Don! You know, his family's just ripping on him on the ride home. Like, oh my god, that would be that would be entertaining. That would be entertaining. Oh. Family feud. <sighs> Alright. Well, okay, let's uh, get to another joke. And let's get to another bong toe. Brought to you by Stay Lifted. Beautiful. Off-grid living. Oh, my God. I would love to start an off-grid community. You know? If you're out there listening and you want to do that shit, let's do it. Let's just fucking get some like-minded people around. Start a place. Find someone who wants to donate some land or pool our money together. Get a big piece of property. Let's do it. You know? It's way better. Like, off-grid. You don't need banks that way. Like, fuck, we can just avoid banks. Imagine that. That's just not part of your life. Banks? Like, you just cut that out completely? That'd be amazing. No grocery store lineups? Like, oh, my fuck. Just farm? I mean, you go to grocery store for some shit, right? Like, obviously. But you don't cut. You don't just become a hermit. You know, I want to live in, in an off-grid community, but I still want to go see the rest of society once in a while, you know, just to see see what I'm missing. You go, oh, yeah. And movie theaters. It's hard to build a movie theater, so sometimes you're going to have to go in to see that. But just living off-grid would be way better, you know? I've been out on this farm where I'm living at for about a year now. And as soon as I got here, as soon as I got here, I just started farming started growing shit cherry tomatoes tobacco corn potatoes just everything man i was like i'm gonna grow i'm gonna cucumbers last year i had hundreds of cucumbers it's like it's in you you know as soon as you have like enough space to do that you're just like okay sweet i'm gonna do it but like most of the time i was living in a city around cement so i just have like one little cherry tomato pot plant on like you know potted plant on my stairwell because that was a space that i had but the second you get into like a bit more open area you're like hey i could actually I can grow food here and live off it. Like, holy shit. Your brain just starts doing different things, man. It's great. It's like off-grid. Plus, it's then you actually get to sell the electricity. If, if you are in an off-grid community, you got solar panels and you're making energy, you can actually sell your energy back to the fucking government. Isn't that awesome? The government's paying you money for energy? Good God. That's like a fuck. That's a dream. Nikola Tesla would have a huge boner in his grave right now. I swear to God. He'd be like, what? No way. You know, that, that guy wanted free electricity for everyone. You know, he wanted to give us, or maybe just he wanted to electrocute everyone. Not quite sure. But (laughs) it was just like we read his books wrong. I wanted to give electricity to everyone. Really, the translation is I want to electrify everyone. But I I like Tesla. He's a cool guy. You know, I feel like he'd be an interesting dude to share a pizza with, you know. Just pick his brain. Like, you know, how can I make this off-grid community a little bit better? You know, and and here's something I've noticed, though. It's like my, you know, I have some family members who've been in off-grid communities, and I've heard some stories. And generally, there's a lot of polyamory. So that's like open sexual relationships, right? And I guess it makes sense, you know, because you get lazy. You know, you move to a community. There's like 20 people around. You're like, "Ah, I don't want to go anywhere to meet someone. The closest bar is like 40K. (sighs) I guess we'll always bang each other, you know. It more seems done out of laziness. but um, Or options, you know. Who cares? I'm not judging anybody. Who am I? Monogamy. Uh, the divorce rate's up to 45%, so who knows? Maybe that's not the best thing. Uh, I like it. I don't mind it. I personally just don't like the idea of someone else, you know. Like, I, I mean, there's certain things you get from monogamy, but, like, when you have a... When, if you're like, I just want someone else plowing my wife, to be honest, you know? That's a funny story. Actually, this guy uh, I knew, 
he came up, he was telling us a story, uh, me and my girlfriend, he's like, yeah, I had a threesome on the weekend, and we're like, uh, really? He's like, yeah, it was great. We're like, oh, nice, nice, way to go, buddy. He was really, like, this kind of dude who just always tells his, yeah, pretty much everything that ever happened to him. And we're like, oh, yeah, what happened? He's like, yeah, it was uh, me, my girlfriend, and my best friend. I'm like, is your best friend a guy or a girl? He's like, oh, it's a guy. I'm like, so he pretty much just watched his best friend have sex with his wife. Right? That's a horrible threesome idea. Who suggested that? You know, you're just your wife and your best friend. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You're like, okay, seems like a good plan. That's so stupid, right? Like, what happens if you finish first? What happens if you finish first in that hypothetical three-way? You just got to sit there and watch your buddy just go to town on your wife? That'd be horrible. It's like, hey, you guys need a, some Gatorade or a glass of water? Yeah, I tucked, I tapped out early, you know? It's been a bit. It's been a while. You guys are going good, though. You're going, well, a lot of swell. Oh, I just got some juice in my mouth. Oh, that's not juice. That's some fluid. <laughs> wow, you are going. I've never seen that move. That's a good move, buddy. That's why you're my best friend and you're my wife. You really take a good... Uh, so, oh, well, now you flipped it around and you're on top. Okay. I've never seen... I'm going to... Should I stay? I feel weird watching now, right? Like, I, what do you do in that situation? Anyway, if you're going to have a threesome, don't involve your wife or your best friend. Make it like two prostitutes or something or just two random chicks you met at a comedy festival, you know? Just go... Just do... Or just just make it like the... Anyone but anyone you're going to see again, right? Because it could be an awesome threesome. It could be great. It could end up being really awkward and strange, too. Then... You don't want to have to see those people on a regular basis and just constantly be reminded of that one time you had an awkward, strange three-way, right? I had a three-way once. Um, maybe more than one. I can't. I mean, there's just a lot of my life that's just black, you know. But uh, <laughs> this one was funny. Uh, this girl pretty much just picked me up. I was at Sun Sun's. It was a Chinese restaurant in Guelph. Restaurant is a stretch. It was a place that served food late at night. I, I wouldn't call it a restaurant. It's not there anymore. It's a, uh, but I, well, you liked it when you were drunk, like never, you would never eat it, not drunk. But uh, anyway, I'm there, I'm eating it. And this girl who I knew from high school, just, she, she, she comes up to the restaurant. She's like, James Hammond. I'm like, hello. She's like, Angela. I'm like, oh yeah, Angela, what's up? She's like, you're coming with me. And just puts her hand down my pants and grabs my dick. I don't even have a boner at the time, right? It was just, I don't just walk around with a boner most of the day. Not anymore, at least, ever since I got that surgery done to keep my boner reduced. But, you know, she puts her hands down my pants and just grabs me. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going with you. She walks me like a dog. Like, here, boy, here, boy, let's go down the street. Like, come on. She's, like, pulling on me. And, I, you know, she brings me to her house. It's about five minutes away, very close to downtown. And we just start banging, going to town. This is only maybe the second or third time I ever had sex in my life. And we're having sex. We're just having it. We're, 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 we're you know, sex, we were having it. It was good. And, uh... <laughs> we're on this couch because I guess it was like a one bedroom apartment she shared with her friend she slept on the couch her friend had a bedroom in the back or someone else had a bedroom in the back and anyway we're in there we're fooling around on the, the couch and at one point uh, we're banging and all of a sudden this huge huge like tidal wave of like piss or like orgasm juice comes out but I thought it was pee I'm like hey what the fuck you're peeing on me she's like no I'm coming I'm like ah oh, stop peeing because I've never seen a girl do that before or I've never even seen I don't I didn't know that was possible I didn't have the internet with those videos at the time right it wasn't as widespread and I was uh you couldn't just type in and type in anything into Google and know what it was you'd have to experience it yourself firsthand for the first time and that's what happened piss or orgasm juice just starts flooding the bed I thought I'm getting freaking peed on I don't like being peed on so I'm freaking like push away and I hit this table and all these empty beer bottles fall off and shatter against the floor she's like that was or I'm orgasm I'm like oh awesome sweet that's great so then I come back in and, you know you know keep doing it but I was freaked out at first then I got back and but then I guess the bottles they woke up um, her her roommate so because this girl comes back she's like you guys are being loud I'm like oh sorry sorry she's like well I'm not getting back to sleep now I'm like 
I'm like, do you want to come take a seat? She's like, okay. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm just like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do I started throwing suggestions and she's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, so we're, we start just kind of fooling around and uh, we're all going out. This is, it was awesome. I'm like, it was really on, it was, it was, I was like, this is crazy. This is happening. So I'm like, hey, you want to like, you know, you know, I'm just pointing out <laughs> like things I've seen in porns before. You should uh, totally like, you know, eat her butt right now. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool, cool. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm just first time doing that. Generally, I wouldn't even say anything, right? I would just do stuff. But anyway, it was pretty, it was a weird situation. So anyway, we're banging. All of a sudden, I hear an alarm clock go off. Just about six in the morning. Because I had a nice whiskey dick going, like a good 50%, 55%, you know, where you can hold, maintain the boner. But, uh, you know, it's not the best. It's not your best boner, but you're holding it. You're holding on good, you know? And you, you can still lay it down. You can still do what uh, you've been put on earth to do. And, uh... Yeah, anyway, this alarm goes off. I'm like, oh, whose alarm is that? I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I'm like, you got to work or something? She's like, no. She's like, that's my boyfriend's alarm. I'm like, your what? Your boyfriend's like, yeah, he's sleeping in the other room. I'm like, what? The? I literally was dressed in 30 seconds, not even. I jumped into my pants, pulled them up, had my shirt on, into my shoes. I'm like, see you later. And I just jumped off this. It was a second story freaking house. And I come out the back door and I just like literally lunge off the patio. And I land like Spider-Man. I start skipping down the street like the happiest dude in my life. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. But I'm like, what a fucking like who does she, this, this girl literally got woken up, came out of the room that her boyfriend was sleeping in, and started like fooling around. That's insane. Who does that? That's a shitty girlfriend, right? That's a really bad girlfriend. And and it turns out I ended up working with the dude as a landscaper months later, as I was like on the shift and I saw the girl shop and I was like, what? I'm like, what a scumbag. To her, she was the scumbag because she did that. Anyway, so I jump off. I, I literally jump off the part of this patio. I land like Spider Man. I'm skipping down the street. I'm like, oh my god! The cop car pulls up. Sure enough, I'm like, oh fuck! I Cops like, hey buddy, like why are you skipping down the street like a fairy at six in the morning? You know, call me a fairy. And I'm like, and normally when I see a cop, I lie. I can't help. I just lie to the police. I fucking, you see a cop, you're like, uh. <laughs> My name's Don. Uh, I'm an architect, and uh, I'm I won the, the lottery last night. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I know. I saw a cop. <clears throat> I can't help it. You start lying when you see cops. Because I've just had, whenever I've told the truth to cops, it's never worked out well for me. <clears throat> so you get, you, you get used to lying. So I'm like, but I didn't, this time I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm like, yeah, actually, officer, the reason I'm skipping down the street like a ferry at 6 in the morning is because I'm celebrating my first uh, threesome. Cops are like, really? He's like, well, carry on then. Carry on. And I just kept skipping. And they drove off. And they went, whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, that's the literally the nicest thing a cop has ever fucking done, done for me in my life. The only time they've been nice. It's really not even nice. It's kind of being pervy and gross. Like, you know, cheering on a dude's streets. I'm like, way to go, buddy. You're, uh, you're cool. You know, like, beep, 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 You know? But still, better than, like, beating me, right? I bet if I was, you know, a minority of any kind, they'd probably just shoot me. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Maybe not. Not in Canada, but, um, yeah. Anyway. R.I.P. Anyone who's been killed by the cops, fuck that shit, man. I hate, can't stand the cops. <sighs> and that's the thing. That's funny. Uh, I knew this girl who dated a cop. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but she dated a police officer. Man, cops are strange people, too, eh? Like... This cop would, uh, cops don't like drugs, right? Generally, they're always against drugs. They're like, nope, drugs are bad. We got to stop drugs. They go around 
always against drugs. And but most cops I've ever met do steroids, right? They're in, they're always on roids. Right? At least there's a good percentage of them that go to the gym, work out, get jacked, and they're on. And those are illegal drugs. Right? They're on these illegal fucking steroids. I knew this one. Yeah, this chick. She dated a cop, and every week he would get her to inject him in the butt with steroids. Every week, just <laughs> even weirder. The needle that the steroid was in was attached to a strap-on dildo. Right. So uh, that's even stranger. Am I right? Who knows? Ba boom. <laughs> All right. That was a that's just a fun little joke for me, I guess. But anyway, back to the comedy pad here. Um, turns out the Loch Ness Monster is really a hoax. You know, the Loch Ness Monster, it's really a hoax. Allegedly, it turns out what people thought was was a real animal was just a prop from a 1960s film. The name of that film? Stanley Kubrick's Fake Moon Landing. <laughs> I mean, come on. Everyone's trying to uh, disprove the Loch Ness Monster. They're always like, that ah, doesn't exist. You know, like, do we have to take away the one thing Scotland has? That's literally all. It's like the Loch Ness Monster and Haggis. And people are constantly trying to prove that uh, the Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist, right? That's like going to America and like trying to prove that like, you know, freedom doesn't exist. Not that hard to prove these days. Or coming to Canada and proving that like politeness or maple syrup doesn't exist, right? It's like, but Scotland, all they got fucking is, all they have is the Loch Ness Monster, maple syrup. Sorry, no, Loch Ness Monster and uh, Haggis. And you know you gotta be stretching for food in Scotland when you're eating the inside of a sheep. Like, that's what the English did. The English would come, they'd take all the good meat, they'd be like, all right, Scots, thank you for your meat. Uh, thank you for letting us uh, have sex with all your ladies. Um, by f I mean, forcibly have sex. It was rape, in fact. We are the English. We did rape everyone in the world at one point. And, uh, but here you go, you can have the stomach of the, the sheep back. I'm sure you can make a nice meal out of that. <laughs> it was like a, it was a douchey, like, joke. Like, the English were like, we won't leave them with nothing. It's not the English way to leave people with nothing. We have to give them a chance. So they take all the meat and all the good stuff, the bones. So you can even make a soup. And they're like, here, here's a stomach. Do your best. And the Scots, they did their best. They made it work. They were like, well, make it fucking work. Yeah, fox. I can't even do a Scot. I used to be able to do a really good Scottish accent. Not anymore. It's done now. It's done. I can't do it. But, um, yeah. Scotland is it? Yeah, Loch Ness Monster. It'd be cool to see that. We got one, the Ogo Pogo in BC. Ever see the Ogo Pogo? Ogo Pogo! Sounds like something like an alien would say if, like, you know, someone slipped. Like, we're like, oh my god! Or, like, watch out! They're like, Ogo Pogo! And it's just like a. Ogo <laughs> Pogo! It's just like. <laughs> really nasally. I'm, I'm assuming that's how aliens talk, but. <laughs> I wanna name something. Y'all wanna see something for the first time and name it. That'd be cool. Like a Loch Ness monster, a Bigfoot, a Yeti, a Sasquatch. Right? Because you don't get a lot of chance to name stuff. You know? You think about naming stuff in, in golf, right? Like, how? To, like for instance, right? Like, who was the first person ever to hit one below par? You know? Because when you're playing golf, you have par, bogey, you know, over... You know, so par is, like, even. You're playing even. And then when you go one under par, you're birdie. So at some point, some dude or some girl, probably a dude, you know, from Scotland, hits the ball... Goes in. They're like, oh my god, they're like, that's before par. He's like, what do you want to call that? He's like, that's the first time anyone's ever done this. Like, you, you, what do you want to name it? And the guy's like, uh, he sees like a bird flying by. He's like, birdie. They're like, all right, we're calling it a birdie. He's like, no, no, I, I was looking at the bird flying by. I was like, well, too late. It's called a birdie. You're like, all right, fine. So then, uh, you know, next person, they get a two under par, right? And like a par five. They get two under. And everyone's like, that's the first time this ever happened. What do you want to call that? And they're like, well, what's one under par called? It's like, Birdie. Ah, birdie. Birdie sounds pussy. Let's call it uh, an eagle. It's like, you know, you don't have to name it after a bird. It's like, well, the other guy called it a birdie. So I'm calling mine an eagle. It's like, all right, fine. That's an eagle. One day this dude gets a 
three under par on a par five. They're like, the impossible. Like, how did you do that? Like, that's better than a, a birdie and an eagle. Like, what are you going to call it? He's like, uh... Uh, an albatross. <laughs> albatross. Like, that's a straight. You're just trying to think of the most confusing bird. Albatross. It's a fun name. Strong word. Albatross. My name's Albatross. Albatross, Wisconsin. Frontiersman. You know, <laughs> if you ever meet a person named Albatross, sit down and listen to their stories. They're gonna have a lot of cool, cool stuff to say. You know, definitely at some point lives in the woods with just a hatchet. You know, if your name was Albatross. But yeah, naming stuff. It'd be cool. Just to name things. Loch Ness. Monster. That's not a very creative name. You know, you see a... You're at the, the Loch... You're in the Loch Ness. The Loch of Ness. And you see a monster. And you're like, oh, it's the Loch Ness monster. It's such an uncreative name. You know, the demon of the waters deep. The Loch... The Loch Lizard. The Loch Lizard. <laughs> I wonder if truck drivers pick up any Loch Lizards. <laughs> uh, who knows? But yeah, naming stuff would be cool. Just, uh, you know what would what would I call an animal? The first time I see it, it's hard to think what would you you would call an animal. You'd be like, uh, all right, that thing is a four-legged shit fuck. <laughs> well, wh why'd you call that? Well, it shits and it fucks. You know, so a four-legged shit, a four-legged furry shit fuck. You know, so the first animal was like a there's a four-legged furry shit fuck. Oh, it's a two-legged... Oh, well, there's a lot of... Pretty much everything's a four-legged furry shit. Fuck. Everything. Every single animal in the history of time is one of those. I've sworn a lot. Oh, my goodness. I've sworn a lot this episode. A lot of swear words here this uh, week on the Comedy Podcast. All right, let's see. i got a couple more jokes here for you. Don't get, I wonder who the first guy to say, hey, watch your back was. You know, like, hey, you. Yeah? Watch your back. You better you better watch it, bro. How can I do that? It's impossible. Unless I got a, a mirror and I made an attachment. Maybe it was just like some guy really hated backs. You know, he's raised from a young age to be racist towards backs. You know, I want to tell someone to watch their back. <laughs> then had a footage of their back. It's just a video of your back. You better watch your back. Okay, you know, you pull out a TV, press play. It's like, that's just... Where did you get this footage? I followed you around for a while. It's like, that's my back. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of moles. You should get those checked. Uh, it could be cancerous. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, let's go watch that guy's back. <laughs> He's walking around watching backs. Oh, my God. That's a stupid joke. Oh. Uh, man, this guy, I know he hates Kenyans, you know? He despises them. And it's not because they're black or got Ebola or from Africa or anything to do with any stupid shit like that. He just does not like Kenyans because they're the best long-distance runners, right? And he's a long-distance runner. Actually, he's not a friend. It was his roommate I had one time for half a summer. He was a, a marathon runner. But he was like, fucking Kenyans, man. I'm like, yo, bro, watch out. Like, well, you can't say that. Like, what the hell? What's wrong with Kenyans? They're good people. They're just out there doing their shit. It's like, yeah, but they're all the best long-distance runners. It's not fair. Pretty much, if you're not born in Kenyan, you're not going to be a good long-distance runner. And I'm like, well, I don't know. You, why don't you use some of the... <laughs> like, cry about it. I didn't give a fuck. Like, shit. Okay, work harder. I don't know. Identify as a Kenyan. Go get the surgery. Become one. I have no idea, right? But don't complain to me. You're a marathon runner. That's stupid. I think being a marathon... You always hear about people dropping dead. Uh, after practicing marathons sometimes too they'll be running so hard and so long and then they just uh, and they're like okay done marathon runner 
dropping dead. You can't at the finish line too. Near, near the finish. That, that's what marathons are based on, right? That guy from the the war in Athens or some shit. Like he ran 26 miles to warn the the Greeks that an army was coming, and then he dropped dead. Right? That's telling you you shouldn't run 26 miles, right? If you run, if you do anything and then just drop dead afterwards, that's a good indicator that you shouldn't do it. And people who see it, they're like, "Wow, that guy just, uh, that guy just dropped dead after what happened? He ran 26k. It's like, oh my goodness. Well, you guys want to do that like once a year just to commemorate him? We should all try. It. Yeah, let's all do that thing that that just killed that person. And he was the best runner. This guy was the best runner in all of Greece, right? He was like, you know, just the Flash times two, the Flash times Hercules. You know, this guy would just Hercules, Hercule Flash, and he would just. He ran so damn, pr- pr- I forget, it was like Prometheus or some shit? <laughs> I forget the guy's name, but he ran so damn fast, 26 miles, and then he died. And and now we try to do it. So, I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's some something there about having a, what would a runner have in the middle of their house that kills him? Just like a, a picture of a, a really long racetrack? <laughs> I don't know. All right. This has been the Comedy Podcast. I, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Not every joke lands. Not every idea is even going to become a funny joke. That's the whole thing about doing comedy. You got to kind of figure it out. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I'll turn. I'll figure something out there. I'll figure something out there. Should I do one? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I got a show coming up. If you want to see some live stand-up comedy, Toronto. There's some shows coming up. The fifteenth as well as the 20th and the 21st. I'll give you some more info on the next episode, some actual locations and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, it might not have been the moment you were waiting for, but it is in fact the moment. I've been James Hammond. This has been the Comedy Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And yeah, have a great day, guys. Love you all. <laughs>